We are on the brink of a mental health crisis, and this is why I am so appreciative of the folks over at BetterHelp. They provide the largest online counseling platform worldwide. They change the way people get help with facing life's challenges by providing convenient, discreet, and affordable access to licensed therapists. BetterHelp makes professional counseling available anytime, anywhere, through a computer, tablet, or smartphone. Sign up today. Go to BetterHelp.com and use the promo code SOLVINGHEALTHCARE and get 10% off sign-up fees. COVID has affected us all, and with all the negativity surrounding it, it's often hard to find the positive. One of the blessings it has given us is the opportunity to build an avenue for creating change, starting right here in our community. Discussing topics that affect us most, such as racism in healthcare, maintaining a positive mindset, creating change, the importance of advocacy, and the many lessons we have all learned from COVID. If you or your organization are interested in speaking engagements, send a message to Quad podcast 99 at gmail.com reach out on facebook at quadcast or online at drquadjo.ca welcome to solving healthcare i'm quadjo caramante I'm an ICU and palliative care physician here in ottawa and the founder of resource optimization network we are on a mission to transform healthcare in canada I'm going to talk with physicians, nurses, administrators, patients, and their families because inefficiencies, overwork, and overcrowding affects us all. I believe it's time for a better healthcare system that's more cost-effective, dignified, and just for everyone involved. Quadcast Nation, I can't express how stoked I am for this because we are connecting with somebody that I have not seen in the flesh for, we were trying to decide between, we'll, we'll go with maybe 20 years and we'll go with that. And this, and you don't know this, I was going to drop this bomb on you too. I had, back in the day with Karina McKenzie, I had a mad crush on Karina. Oh, I stop. had a mad, <laughs> I mean, this, you were the cool one, funny, no. Charismatic. Everybody's trying to keep up with Karina. So we, we worked together on the Riverboat Queen. Oh, yeah. And that, I think that's, I don't think we met before that. I think it was that, that was our exposure. And Waiting the giggle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was behind the bar, I think. Yeah, that's where I got my bartending experience. But the mm. giggles, the good times, and, and those ridiculous outfits. <laughs> oh, my God. Did we have to? <laughs> I don't want to go did. back. We did it. We did it. But honestly, oh, Karina, thanks so much for joining us on the show. Mm, my pleasure. My pleasure. It's so it's such a pleasure to be here. I love reconnecting with you, and I've loved watching what you've accomplished in the days since uh, that old riverboat, man. You you wouldn't have <laughs> believed that you and I would end up where we are, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Changing the world. Um, so where to begin, Karina? Like, it's one of those things that, we, you know, you don't, we're haven't really connected throughout the, the years. And then online, you see this amazing initiative that you're part of, this amazing company, Wanderlust. And so I'm just curious, like, how did this begin? Like, how, what was the the drive to create Wanderlust? 
So I always start out of the gates. I am not a founder of the company, but I did marry one. So I've been sort of in the trenches from early days, but it was started uh, by my husband, Sean Hess, and his two best friends. They were roommates in college, Jeff Krasnow and Jeff's wife, Skylar. And Sean and Jeff had been in the music industry for years, and they had a music management and music label combined. And they were watching their friends in New York City go off and start Bonnaroo and GovBall and all these festivals and really trying to figure out how community could be present in the music industry as it was starting to shift towards MP3s for 99 cents. And they're like, wait, where's the community at with this? And at the same time, Jeff's wife, Skylar, is becoming a really renowned yogi in New York City. And she opens up a studio, and it's post-9-11 recovery time in lower Manhattan. And so they all take some office space together, and they're in the lower space, and they're seeing these yogis come, and they're just coming and coming, and her business is doing so well. And they're like, wow, what's going on with this yoga thing? And Skylar does eventually get them on retreat down in Costa Rica, and where, if you saw my husband, he's he's not a yogi. <laughs> Love you, honey. <laughs> Love you, honey. You're not a yogi. And he goes on this yoga treat and he's like, wait, this isn't nearly as boring as I thought it would be. You know, people are surfing and they're eating well and they're drinking wine. They're getting into a little bit of trouble and they're getting up and doing yoga the next day. And they have the thought like, well, what if instead of 15 people, what if... What if this was a hundred people? What if this was a thousand people? What could, could, could this be our festival? And so they struck out in 2009 and went out on this crazy path to start a yoga festival at a time when no one put those two words together. And they really, uh, you know, they involved Skylar with her knowledge of yoga, which is so deep. Love you, Sky. Love you. And Mm. she brought that knowledge and they brought the knowledge of how to really, um, create a functioning festival with proper stages, proper mics, proper everything to really give this experience um, its due. And Wanderlust was born in 2009. Wow. Wow. And I got to witness this firsthand. I don't know if I told you this, but I got to witness it firsthand, I want to say maybe six, seven years ago in Trombla. And mm-hmm. it, and we got a place out there and it was buzzing. And I'm like, what yeah. is this? And, mm-hmm. and you should, and what I liked about it was everywhere you turned, there was a smiling face. Everybody okay. was in this like absolute positive spirit. And I'm not, I'm far from a yogi, but I'll do a practice. Used to practice yoga when pre pandemic. And I'm like, this is, this is beautiful. Like you get, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're mixing community with exercise and stress management, and like I didn't catch all the components of of Wonderlust, but which we'll talk about too. But it just really struck me as a holistic way of approaching health and wellness. Absolutely, um, you know, as I was scanning the pod for um, previous guests and noticing all the fancy. Uh, you know, MD, PhDs at the back of their name. And I, I don't, I don't have any of those. However, the theme of what I was seeing come out on the pod is exactly what we are doing. And we're just approaching it from a slightly different angle. Um, you know, mental health is a huge part of it. Community, movement, food, mindfulness, 
And as I was trying to prepare and do some notes, I was thinking about, I mean, we've had so many doctors that I love and I am now friends with uh, on, on. So actually, I started with Wanderlust at what we call the speakeasy, which is like our TED Talks. So I got mm. to invite all the thinkers and like folks from Google or whatever. And like, I just love that. I'm diving into like this really, really um, heady space. And that's actually where I really did see a lot of lives change because People are in an embodied state. They've gotten away from their comfort zone. That's a big part of what the Wanderlust experience is, is like you go away from like you have your identity at home. You leave that identity at home and you go out and you're spending four days in nature. Big part of what we do. Big part. Mm. Um, and then you're in your body. You've, you've dropped your identity. You're far away from where you thought you were. And you come in to say something like the speakeasy and an idea hits you and you're just so open to it that the amount of times people will come back year after year and say, Karina, you won't remember me, but I was at the speakeasy with Danielle Laporte or Dr. Drew Ramsey. And when they said X, I did this, 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 this. And I'm now like, you know, a lot of them quit their jobs and left their husbands, which became a, a joke in the one of <laughs> office that we were just ruining lives. I'm like, actually, you do not that, go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's too yeah. expensive. Um, yeah. But, wow. No, it's... I. I don't know. To me, I find it quite appealing, this idea that you leave your identity at the door and just kind of be open. You know, mm -hmm. I, I think a lot of us in healthcare, I'll speak a lot to about physicians anyway. We have uh, almost like an expected identity walking through the door in the hospital. You're supposed to be always professional. You're supposed to say all the right things. You're not meant to be wrong. And there's a lot of underlying tension there like i see it especially with the young staff especially young like new doctors like new fully trained doctors and that ability as you described to be able to let go hmm. it's got to be so uh it's got to be so meaningful to to the people that are that are taking part you know well it is that sort of thing that you're reinventing yourself in every moment right um, and you know, some of the doctors that we have had, um, there's one who's been particularly present in my mind, uh, all morning as I've been thinking about this and he's Dr. James Miscalic. Do you know him? He's Canadian mm -hmm. in Toronto, um, ER doctor has done time in Sudan and is so eloquent about, in fact, I pulled up a quote of his and he talks about not being, you know, duality uh, is a big theme in consciousness and whatnot. And he founded the Consciousness Explorers Club with his friend, Jeff Warren, who's now kind of a big deal meditation teacher. But he talks mm -hmm. about, you know, not being two, but being one. We are part of something much more elaborate, more beautiful, tugged into place like pieces of sand in the elaborate mandala of the universe. And he goes on and on. But I mean, this is an ER doctor, you know, and we have these doctors come in talking about oneness and unity. And, you know, it's there is such a marriage between science and spirit that we explore a lot at Wanderlust so that people who have a very healthy skepticism of woo woo are mm. equally served. And you know what, if you love your crystals and you let, you're going to, you're going to get that too. But there is, there's a, um, there's a spot in the middle of the Venn diagram between science and spirit there that we explore a lot. And I think that that's really a special place. Um, and that's really what you get with the wanderlust experience because typically out here in the mainstream, it's one or the other. It's yeah, not both. Black or white, right? Yeah. And 
I, I must say, I like the idea of just, I mean, you're giving the impression that it's a very open and safe to be able to experience, uh, to go through a Wonderlust festival. And you and I, I, we were talking a little bit before, there's got to be at this stage such a need for this right now, mm-hmm. post-pandemic. Peri- yeah. I mean, p- before the pandemic, we were very disconnected and I don't want to say lost, uh, it might be extreme, but now where we're, so many folks need to heal, like my wife's a psychologist, mm. uh, we're good friends with child psychologists, like from all streams, the mental health side is in in bad shape, like a lot of people are in bad shape, but yeah. what, you're just, what you're talking about, it sounds like something that is so needed right now. It really is um, because it, during a, a wanderlust experience, let's say it's four days, you, you're kind of coming home to yourself, but it's not in isolation. It's so much of that coming home to yourself is also incorporating this communal aspect of being able to practice with other people and commune with other people. And frankly, talk and disagree with other people. And as, as you, you alluded to that safe space, and it really is, uh, you know, this community that we have as a place where you can agree to disagree. Um, mm. You know, there's one particular event where we, we really dove into some hot button topics. And that was in 2018 at a, an event we did called Wellspring. And that really explored all tenets of wellness. So it wasn't just personal wellness. We'd been exploring that for about a decade at that point. And with Wellspring, we got into social wellness, which, you know, we'll talk about probably here, blue zones, relationships, the Harvard men's study. It's all about the quality of your life is the quality of your relationships. And Mm. we got into social, um, like global wellness. Like how are we taking care of the earth? How are these decisions we're making impacting seven generations? Um, so it's this type of thing where when you are in community, um, you're just reminded of a combined purpose that during this pandemic, you know, we, we've been very light on events. As you can imagine, it's pretty tough to, uh, fulfill your mission to bring people together around the shared values of mindfulness when you can't bring people together. So, um, we've only had a couple of events, but one we did was in Brooklyn and 2021 September and man that one was so impactful because uh it was the first time people got to come outside we socially distanced folks and we had a 3000 person capacity we we've typically brought you know between 6 8 10000 people together in Prospect Park and we capped it at 3 for social distancing and we did get to 3 but the hunger to convene ne- wasn't necessarily quite there yet people were still very nervous but once we got together and we got on our mats that that event is a one day event that involves like cathartic fitness with yoga and then meditation and there were tears there were hugs it was something that shifted that i hadn't quite seen and it was a a, a real need to come back together as a community so I'm as anxious as anybody to get our events back up on stages in parks in the mountains and get us to lean in together and find what's what's common between us because oh my god that's what we need right now. Man, he, I, I don't know. I, I get a little bit clump thinking about what that mm-hmm. must have been like in in 2021. Like I've, I've I've kind of experienced this in 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 like micro versions of this. Like when. 
this is going to sound like a real ridiculous example, but Karina, when our firstborn had his first hockey tournament post like craziness, like when we were all together yeah. going to a, what was it was his first hockey, what was a hockey tournament? Because, and the reason I'm saying that is because like grandparents and parents were there and I, I like, I cried because it was like, yeah. we we're all together. We're all cheering on our kids. And I, I just realized how much they've been missing out on, on this, like how much they were missing this experience, how much we collectively have been missing out that connection, that human experience of cheering on our littles. And mm-hmm. you know, they lost six, one, but I, I like, I couldn't give a damn about the score. It was just okay. so beautiful seeing it yeah. all. Yeah. And I could only imagine in a setting where you, you're you're meant to connect, like like the the the, the intention is to connect, right? Definitely. How I don't know. I, there must have been hardly any dry eyes at the end of that day. No, no. And then you know we oh, we had great teachers that day, Reverend Angel Kyoto Williams. I love you out there. And then we also tapped a dear friend of mine, Canadian as well, BC boy Garth Stevenson with his double bass and a fellow singer. And they sang um, What a Wonderful World and just to close the meditation and just like that really. And everybody gathered on stage. We don't normally do that, but we brought all the crew together and everyone sat together to do that. because like we just all wanted to be in that same zone. And, you know, I do think it's super important. I know that. We are just about to announce our our events to try and mount a comeback in that way. But, you know, any way that, you know, you're talking about getting together with your your family to go see sporting events, it's so important. I mean, if there Mm. is a a family gathering on your calendar, you've got to lean into those. This is the time. We owe it to our kids to really create these connections because, uh, you know, your children and mine are about the same age. And, you know, they're, these are indelible memories that they've got. And unless we can really show them what connection and family is now, that could be a real schism as we move forward. And I know you're a big advocate for, for connection and keeping kids in school with, with real friends. Uh, I mean, that's how, that's how we learn. So, uh, connection is really a big, big motivation in all the decisions that we make at Wanderlust. You you made a real good point, Karina. I mean, I think maybe we've thought about this, but maybe not verbalized it that we do probably need to actively try and create connection in our, with our kids, right? Like I, I've been saying for a while with our children, with how much they lost in during the pandemic is we need to catch them up, like straight up from an education point of view, but also from a life skills and, and all the intangibles. It's true. Like the, they need to feel, and get used to connecting and we need to create that experience. I I, I know a lot of parents, we're in a, you know, fortunate situation where we, we, in some ways I think we've overdone it with the activities for that reason. Like, (laughs) Hey, that's a good track. Yes. Football. Yes. Sign them up. Sign them up. up. Oh my God. We're so busy. (laughs) But it's, it's a really, it's a really, that hits home for me, Karina, like that, that is something that we should collectively and actively try to create for our, our littles. Well, you know, you've been a, a real advocate for that and stuck your neck out at a time where all of a sudden culture was dividing around different, um, gosh, well, how would I even phrase that? You know, it's not that 
people who were disagreeing. <laughs> Hot button. Whew. Big, big topic. Yeah, it's, it's all good now these days, though. Like, well, like, it's coming back because you know what? We're seeing, like, you know what? Kids do need to be with other kids. And, like, I, you know, we mentioned before we got on the pod, I was in New York City. And when we had to leave uh, in those early days of COVID, uh, you know, it all kind of changed on March 13th. Um, my daughter's fifth birthday, she went to public school that day. And I told her that day, I was like, honey, maybe today you don't need to go to school. I'm feeling a little meh, weird about this. She's like, oh, it's my birthday. I go on to school. So she went to school. <laughs> so last day in the New York City public schools. And that day we came here where I'm talking to you now to New Hampshire and to sort of wait out, you know, those couple days and couple weeks of uh, yes. those early pandemic days. And when time came to go back to New York to get them into school, uh, I love the New York City public school system. They're dealing with a lot. Um, so I have deep respect for them. But, you know, the decision to go back with remote on iPads, I was just like, yeah, I can't do it. Uh, that's not what my kids at five and six at the time uh, need. They need to learn to be around other people, even, you know, if it is masked. So we stayed where we are and sort of leaned into a country life. And we did not see this chapter coming. We closed our office in, in Brooklyn and we made the move to the country because I was just really committed to the fact that it's these connections. They're at an age where if they lose that, they'll never regain that. They don't know how to act around teachers, friends on the playground. That's that's what you need as a human. We're wired that way. It's, yeah. And I think I know your your littles will will be will only benefit from that move and yeah and so like commend you for the the courage and like that motherly instinct to be like fuck this shit like we're we're heading to the country we're heading to the country I, oh quite i am not a country a country wife <laughs> that, i am i, I oh don't my yeah God. i mean if it's anything like when we were you know, back in E Town, yeah, I wouldn't have pictured you as a, a country girl, no, but uh, no, but you know, we're gonna get some changes. bees. We're gonna do the things, you know, getting like garden. you're, you're in it too, um, eh? Like you, you oh, do all so the. Man, we're in the woods, man. We are in the woods. Um, we're in a small <laughs> agricultural town. Like we don't have sidewalks. We don't have uh, street lights. You know, we got a well. We've got you know. So oh, you're, this is we're, legit. We're off the grid. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we're deep. <laughs> and is your, your, your at least you got Wi-Fi happening? I'll give you that. We definitely have Wi-Fi. Thank God, my husband's yeah. Maslow hierarchy of needs. Wi-Fi yes. is the, the very yes. bottom. So yeah, nutrition and uh, Wi-Fi. I'm with you. Yeah. So, in terms of like we touched on a few things that Wonderlust has created because for me when i when i was learning about wonderlust I'm, I'm like this is a yoga festival you're going there to move and and to connect but maybe let's just like clarify like what what kind of programming does wonderlust offer i love that question because i could answer it 17 million different ways um you know, people do have the expectation, okay, it's a yoga festival. I'm going to do yoga all day. Like who really needs to do yoga all day? And the answer is actually nobody. And so what you do is you probably come for the yoga, but let's walk you through a typical day. You could wake up at 6 a.m. Sometimes we offer um, sunrise meditations. They could be meditation hikes uh, with our friend Garth Stevenson, who I mentioned earlier, who's a double bass. He takes his double bass on his back, walks up a mountain with about a hundred folks behind him doesn't say a word, plunks down the bass and meditates uh, along playing the double bass as the sun rises. 
does it again at sunset. Uh, 8 a.m., maybe you get into a vinyasa yoga, like nice sweaty um, kind of class. 10 a.m., you're going to go to the speakeasy, which is our version of a TED Talks, Mindful Living. Uh, you'll hear from a neuroscientist about what's actually happening, how, you know, Dr. Sarah Gottfried could be talking about how you, when you meditate, your telomeres are getting longer, you know, this kind of stuff. And mm. then you go for lunch and you're going to not eat crappy food. You're going to eat like organic, plant-based. We're not a vegan festival. We still do have some options for those who are not, but you know, it's going to be great, healthy food. Then in the afternoon, you're probably going to try a different type of yoga. So you might try like acro yoga. You might try partner yoga. You might try hooping. You might try like, oh God, what's it called? Poi, that balance mm. thing where you're like so much going on. Then around four o'clock, you're going to go to like a restorative or yin yoga class. And then at about six o'clock, you're going to go maybe to our Winderlust. You might find me there. My favorite <laughs> yoga of the day. Red wine is very good for you. Um, and then after Winderlust, you might go to our farm to table dinner and you'll sit at a long table with other folks that you didn't know we're going to be your best friends and she's from Detroit and she's from Kelowna and you're going to suddenly come out with new friends and then you're going to go party and you're going to go see Michael Franti or gosh, so many broken social scene we've had main stage. And then that's going to be like eight to 10. And then you're going to go to the DJs late night and you're going to be going to whatever Bonobo and DJ Drez and they're going to be going till 2am. So I've just walked you through like a 6am to 2am sort of thing. And you can do that four days in a row. <laughs> My gracious. Yes. Okay. So really, you're getting a variety of yoga experiences. Yeah. You're getting some quality education, the nutrition side, and then joyousness, like totally. when, the, when the lights go out, time to yeah. let loose. Totally. It's food, it's mindfulness, it's movement, it's community. And, you know, sometimes I I think of, I actually am head of programming for events and that's, that's fun. That is so fun to like, oh. just like orchestrate people's day like that. And the alchemy of adding the right musician, which could be a DJ or an acoustic violin to the right moment. But I sometimes think of it as honestly, like, here's a bit of woo for you, but it's kind of almost moving through the chakras, you know, as you kind of go through this energetic day of like rooting down, starting with meditation, working your way through connection, communion, and getting to a place of sort of like that connection with the divine and spirit, you know, that's, that kind of should be present in every day at Wanderlust. Mm. If I, if I'm doing my job right. Mm. Wow. I, I think, I mean, in some ways, this has got to be the best jo job around, like the programming <laughs> side. It, but at the same time, it's got like you must have, you know, you think about ninety-five perm permutations and combinations of how to how to get how to create that amazing experience over a four-day period. I'm yeah. curious, some of the like the speakeasies you mentioned, some that just like honestly, they 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 sounded super interesting. But uh, any others that really. You, you that stick out in your mind or that you got mm -hmm. feedback on that was like this this cat needs to come back i need to get more information actually before that even like we could yeah. talk about the specific topics that have gone through like high level topics but then yeah like anybody that has come to to mind that you was like amazing 
So as far as inspiring speakers that we've had, uh, you know, it really is such a broad gamut of folks in the business of inspiration, which includes, as I said, folks from Google, we've got neuroscientists, um, we've got mindful comedians, uh, because I do stand by, oh yeah, I, I stand by, and actually I think the Dalai Lama would back me up on this, that laughter is such a way to break down walls toward enlightenment and connection that if we have mm. the ability to laugh at ourselves and laugh at our habits, we are moving on the trajectory towards self-awareness and ultimately toward enlightenment. I'm not quite there yet. I'll let you know when I get there how, how it works. <laughs> Leave some breadcrumbs. Um, but some of the best speakers we've had, I got to give a shout out to Elizabeth Gilbert. She is just fantastic and as just a human being, I had not read Eat, Pray, Love. I'm the only person left in the world who's not read that book and uh, still booked her. Oh, yeah. Okay. So there's two of us. Shh, it's okay. <laughs> we're, we're in the minority. Trust me. But is there a movie? There's a movie, her, isn't it? Yeah. Played by the yeah, biggest Julia star Roberts. in the entire yeah. world. Julia Roberts is right. And she came and she, I had to confess to her that I hadn't read the book and she, she is just so cool. And she did a workshop that I saw more lives changed in that afternoon with her and her humility and her grace was really something to behold. She's, she's a master. She really is um, a special human being. I would recommend anybody. Actually, she's on a tour of Canada as we speak really? uh, for those who are listening in April of 2023. Um, some other, I mean, if we have a, a medical audience here, some of the best speakers that we've had, I will give another shout out to James Miscalic. He is the ER doctor out of Toronto. Um, he is currently going to retire and focus on writing. Um, and his gift with words and the essence of spirit, having been so close to it in the ER and watched lives lost, he's... He's truly gifted. I would definitely check him out. I love Dr. Drew Ramsey. He talks about eating to beat depression. So the idea that you are nourishing your way to better mental health, which we don't often think about. Uh, I also love Dr. Robin Burson, female doctor, New York City. She's one of the few who came to Wanderlust. Everybody quits their job and goes to become a yoga teacher. She came to Wanderlust, quit her job, and became a doctor because she saw what you see, which is the need to solve healthcare. And she mm. founded Parsley Health, which is a very innovative clinic out of New York City. And, you know, she wrote a book called State Change, and she's talking about the opposite, really, which is how, you know, we do talk about mind-body connection, and she wanted to flip that. And she's like, if you're suffering from depression and anxiety, let's talk about what's going on in your gut because that could be causing it. So let's flip the script a little bit and really focus on that. Um, she's an excellent speaker. Uh, oh, another doctor that I want folks to check out is out of New York City, Dr. Eric Anderer, E-R-I-C-H Anderer. He's the chief of neurosurgery at NYU Langone. And he has done so many um, surgeries and just seen folks get prescribed opioid, opioids and go down a rabbit hole that is just like, frankly, ruins their lives. And he's like, but why can't we prescribe yoga? And he's working with Eddie Stern, who is a famous, longtime New York City doctor. And what they're trying to do is come up with a, a protocol. And what they're trying to do is get data 
And I know that that's the most important thing if we're talking about healthcare. People want to know the data. And that's something that we at Wanderlust have never really collected because, you know, we're just throwing a party. We're a celebration of the mindful life. But it occurs to me that that collection of data can be really powerful to change things. And so Dr. Anderer and Eddie Stern are trying to work on that to get the data so that there can be resources to support the prescription of yoga, 16 poses instead of opioids. I mean... I know what I would choose, but I know where conventional medicine is sending folks right now. Wow. Okay. I mean, I got so many things here. Uh, I've got, I've got so, a long guest list for you to hit. Yeah, I write no, them all down. Like, he's got to interview the, all these folks. I'll start with the, the yoga folks. I, I certainly, my humble opinion, that has legs. I would actually yeah. even think about doing that before surgeries, like the prehab, uh, what we call it. Totally. So, so yeah. you do the 16 poses or whatever, because in my line of work, what I see, at, like, I, you know, I'm an ICU in the ICU. So, like, when people are at the brink and honestly, it sounds ridiculous, but it's it's hard to die. And what it comes mm-hmm. down to is is quality of life. Like, what is your life going to look like afterwards? And the people that come in strong and not strong, not only strong physically, but also strong up here and mentally they're the ones that go through, that come through. They're the ones that get home and get functional and doing all the, the stuff that they love. So the, the the idea of focusing on movement, yoga is beautiful. Pre, pre-getting sick and post-getting sick. Because those that get better are the ones that move. I, I'm telling you. And if you have mm-hmm. a program or incentive, like I'm, I know I'm not. I'm we're commenting on yoga, but it's also strength training, whatever it might be. And I, I'm sure you would you would agree. Like just getting Definitely. people to move. Movement. The thing I, I like with yoga is it's like truly is mind body. Um, yeah. So yeah, like I I love that the nutrition piece. Like there's more and more data to so like the or from a mental health perspective, like that connection of metabolic health, like what you eat affects your mood and your and mental illness and and so be like it sounds like you guys were ahead of the curve. Like this is now becoming more and more of a topic of interest for folks. I, I just was at the metabolic, uh, what was it low carb Denver uh, giving a talk mm-hmm. and and uh, Chris Palmer, uh, he he's. Really, he's a, he's a psychiatrist that is looking at metabolic health and the impact on depression, anxiety, yeah. schizophrenia. Like it's what he was presenting was almost like mind-boggling and, and potentially practice-changing. Hopefully, but I just love the fact that you guys, you're it. It's about the prevention. It's about moving. It's about that holistic approach. And this is what we need right now. We really do mean this, Karina. And I mean, this is why I got you on the the pod, yo. Mm -hmm. Like, this is why we're doing this conversation. (laughs) You feel me? Yeah. 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 Well, you know, there's that element of joy, too, that we have really lost in pandemic and that it's okay to feel joy. And not only is it okay that we really do need to seek it out and protect it and celebrate it, that it's okay to feel that. And so we've always, in in the programming decisions, you know, it can get, we can get a little lost in the headiness ourselves, right? We're talking about spirit. We're talking about so serious. Oh my God, yoga is so serious. Like, come on. No, no, it's not. Um, and therefore, like the mindful comedians we've had, I will say, Russell Brand, he can kill it on a stage. Russell oh, Brand was that your motherfucker? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sh- 
Oh, I didn't know you guys were like you weren't playing. I know Eat Pray no, Love no, is pretty, that was but like Russell that Brand, was a that big is, one. That was a big cow. one. He's coming back. We booked him again for our Australian events in 2024. So um, that's uh, that's he's, oh he's on our radar. Yeah, you got to be able to oh laugh. You got to be able to. But it's funny too. Like if there was something that our house was a little bit more intentional with, like you you were talking about that connection with the kids and. The thing that for me was to was that joy piece actually, like really to to try and and reestablish joy, because um, yeah, I, I just think it was it was not allowed. It was, and it's mm-hmm. a muscle that I think you you, you got to totally. like you have to you have to exercise it right. Like it's. Huh. Like you, you really do have to exercise it because without, like, w- w- two years of you got people telling you stay home or 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 three years or whatever it's been two years and a mm-hmm. half of stay home don't don't be around people all these things like that that's hard on folks like that that'll that'll impact them so yeah, yeah I, I I think that's a, a great point needs to be flexed. And there's a yeah. great quote actually from Anasa Troutman. She was a speaker we had uh, on that Wellspring event that was really, there was a lot of social justice issues being brought up there and it did feel very heavy and I would get very, oh my God, my responsibility to, to, to these topics and, and to, to making change. And she was the one who was like, Karina, we got to move from justice to joy. And she, that's one of her, her taglines. And I just thought with that, I was like, oh, exhale. Yeah, it's Okay. And we actually have to prioritize joy because if there's no joy, why are we doing any of it? Such a, it's such a good point. It really is a good point. And it, that's exactly it. Like, wh- what's the goal if we're not going to light up like, and, and try and, and create joy? And yeah. I, know, I know, once again, we try and do that with our kids. But even on a personal level, like... I'm sure your schedule is crazy. Mine is crazy. You look at, into your schedule and it's like this new, or even when it comes to new projects, when something comes on your plate, ask yourself, is this actually going to bring joy? Is this actually going to create a better existence? And it's a good, I don't know. It's like a good litmus test to, to for me anyway, to say, I'm going to take on something new or, or continuing to do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that discernment is something that we haven't had to practice in the last three years because we didn't have the opportunity to congregate. And I think a lot of people, as they had the opportunity to go see people and get back, we were just like, whoa, this is overwhelming. I forgot what it's like. Oh, my God, getting in the New York City subway. This is intense. Uh, so I do think we need to recalibrate and develop that muscle of discernment again in terms of like, well, is this going to bring me joy? Is this going to bring value into my family and to my relationships? Wow. And Wanderlust will. So and don't Wander forget. Less. So Karina, this has been, I got, I mean, I've, I do this, I don't know, we're 230 some episodes in and, <laughs> and maybe it's because we got, uh, we know each other from way back, but this is, this is one of the few interviews where I, you leave and you just feel better about things and you feel connected and you, I know people listening are going to benefit whether they 
hopefully they jump on the Wonderlust train. But even just hearing this conversation, I know it's going to make a difference in, in, in our listeners' lives. But so thank First of all, thank you. And then tell us how we can connect, how we get Wonderlusty, how we mm-hmm. get to l- learn Come more get about Wonderlust with us. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, all our initiatives are going to be at wanderlust.com. It is W-A-N-D-E-R-L-U-S-T.com. And that will give you access to our events, which will be coming soon, mostly in 2024. It'll give you access to our media, which is Wanderlust TV, where you can have practice videos, yoga, meditation, breathwork, lectures, and our newly launched, actually, Wanderlust plant-based supplements. We've got ashwagandha. We've got milk thistle. So it's another way from the inside out to be mindful about how we are finding our true north. So wanderlust.com will find all of those things. And hopefully you'll find a quad at one of our speakeasies coming up soon, I'm sure. Oh, listen, Karina, you don't even have to twist my arm for this bad boy. Are you Done. kidding me? It's I like books. it. You can, I'll, Love it. I will, I'll blow these cats out of the water just just because uh i I, like honestly like i would you i would love to honestly awesome we'll make it happen amazing thank you so much karina my pleasure thank you quap so nice to connect i love it all right quapcast that was freaking awesome if you enjoyed that please leave us any comments at quapcast99 at gmail.com Leave a five-star rating. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, at Qualcast. Jump on our newsletter. Jump on our community at Qualcast.subject.com. All things healthcare solutions all on one site. Y'all going to love it. All right, people. I hope you're feeling a little bit more jumping your step after that episode. Thanks for listening. Talk real soon. Peace.